0: Hi, my name's Tori, and I wish I knew more about blood products.
1: Hi, my name's Leticia. I wish I knew more about taking care of myself when starting shift work. Hi, my name is Alidia. I wish I would know more about how to work as in a team and solve conflict.
0: Hello, welcome to Five Things, the nursing podcast from the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital. My name is Liz Crowe.
1: I'm Jesse Spur, and this is a podcast by, for, and with the amazing nurses and health professionals in our corner of the world. We hope to connect with a global community as we move from surviving to thriving. Welcome to 5 Things. My name's Tiana and I don't tend to start New Year's resolutions because I find I lose motivation by the middle of January. Hi, I'm Dan. I haven't got a New Year's resolution because they never work. (laughs) Hi, my name's Leanne. I'm with the Emergency Doctors. Um, I do have a New Year's resolution, but unfortunately I've temporarily forgotten it, (laughs) but I'll get to it. (laughs)
0: Hello, my name is Liz Crow.
1: And I'm Jesse Spur.
0: And welcome to another episode of 5 Things Nursing, which is actually our last one for 2022.
1: We thought going into the new year, we might actually do a little bit of a special episode looking at resolutions and goals. So what we're going to do is draw on a well-known goal-setting framework called the SMART principles. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time-based to help us when we're setting goals that actually might stick. A lot of the time we don't think of resolutions as goals and they can be something that we feel like we should do maybe or we've been meaning to get around to for a while and there's that moment of kind of being re-enthused by the change of the year, that date ticking over and we think we're going to jump into it and then it just fizzles out. So we're going to have a look at how we can make these things a bit stickier by using a bit of a framework when we're setting goals.
0: Yeah, and what we do know is that all of us have good intentions for well-being, for approaching the new year in a different way. And what happens is very quickly people lose motivation. So I know at my own gym, through the month of January, you can't get a running station, you can't get a barbell. And then, you know, by the 15th of January, it's just the regulars back again. So we're going to take you through SMART acronym and talk about each one of them individually in ways that we can build success for New Year's resolutions or goals. Hi, my name is Lee, and my New Year's resolution is to get fitter. So, all right, so we're going to start with our number one, which is be specific and clear. Now, the reason why this is really important with New Year's resolutions is that someone might say, look, for 2023, I really want to study. If you don't have a more specific or clear goal than that, it's very hard to put it into action. So if you're interested in getting fitter, if you're interested in studying or having more contact with your family or friends, you want to be very specific about what is it specifically you want to achieve fitness-wise, how how you might have a plan around that. Um, if it's to study, to study what, for what purpose, with whom – how much money would you be prepared to spend on that? All of these things help bring into um, mind a real clarity around what it is that you actually want to achieve and then that helps you build a plan or of intervention on how to get there.
1: So, it's kind of thinking about what does success look or feel like?
0: Yeah, and I guess it's, it's also um, really making you target what it is that you want to do. Hi, I'm Amy and I make New Year's resolutions but never stick to them. So you're ready for number two?
1: Certainly. So number two is measurable. So we've, we've set something that's specific and part of that specificity is going, what is success in this goal? Ideally, there's going to be a measurable element to the goal. Fitness is an obvious one and so many people go, I want to get fitter. And if you're embarking on a fitness oriented new year's resolution or goal thinking about actually what can i do as a baseline measurement of that it might be if you're a runner run five kilometers what's your time at the start of this and is your measurement of fitness of getting fitter going to be that i've got faster at running five kilometers so it's a a measure that you can ideally repeat i'd put the caution on the scales as a weight measurement. And we'll we'll talk about this. So my background before nursing is in exercise science, so it's something I feel reasonably comfortable leaning into talking about. But weight alone is not a great um, measure of success, and it can be quite demoralising. Body fat composition um, is quite a good measure but often is expensive or you need to do scans to do it. So looking at things like um, girth measurements, looking at things like – I tend to overall prefer things that are actually a measurement of functional improvement. so fitness, being able to jump higher, being able to run faster, run longer – Um, look at those sorts of things and I know Liz you've given an example of if you're not at that point of running just that simple thing of walk out 15 minutes and back 15 minutes and see how far you get.
0: Yeah and look I, I think it'd be really fair to say that one of the reasons that resolutions often fall over is that people use a measurement that's simply unachievable If you haven't gone for a run since you were 13 and then your New Year's resolution is to run five kilometres in the first two weeks of 2023, your chances of success are very poor. So make your measurable stuff that, you know what, I'm going to exercise or move my body three times a week for the month of January and that doesn't have to be a run. You know, that's something to ultimately
1: aim for. Yeah. And before we go into achievable a little bit deeper, which is our point three, I think the other example of measurement there is beyond just the fact that it motivates you to achieve a goal, it's that it can actually hold more accountable to that goal and be more aware and mindful of your your existing habits and your new habits as they form. The example i draw on there is there's some good evidence that you'll actually more likely eat 25% more if you don't measure your calories. So you'll underestimate your calorie intake by 25%. So that's another example of why measurement's really important and it also brings mindfulness to your eating patterns and what you're putting into your body. Hey, I'm Jacob. Uh, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I find any of the ones I've tried to set before, I just can't follow through with them and I find I'm lapsing quite early.
0: So, A is for achievable, and we thought we'd also add accountable. And one of the things, you know, again, if you're talking about exercise, if you're someone who's really struggled to get going, there's some very clear science then rather than say, you know what, I'm going to walk four kilometres today. um, If you, instead of doing that, think, okay, I'm going to walk to that big tree at the end of the park and see how I go. Most people by the time they get to the tree think, you know what, I could keep walking or keep running then to the light post or to the greenhouse. You know, to have visualisation really helps you achieve your goals. The other thing is is that achievable and accountable, having people to check in or making the statement. So I think sometimes you'll see that that people will, you know, have at a gym, we've got a six-week challenge – Writing your name down and ticking how often you come keeps you accountable. And we definitely don't just want to focus on running and diet. They're just really easy, achievable things to talk about. But let's say your New Year's resolution is to spend more time painting. You might say, just to your friends, I would like to do five paintings for the year and by June, we're going to have a fun afternoon where we're going to have an exhibition in the house. Okay, so that's something that's achievable and it's keeping you accountable because you've put a deadline or, a, or an end point to it.
1: Yeah, and I, another example might be I want to read more books, like for my own just enjoyment. So things like a book club can breed in accountability into that pro- that goal.
0: Yeah, and there's a great app called Goodreads, which I belong to. And if you put at the beginning of the year, I'd like to read 10 books, it will send you monthly updates to say, you had a goal to read 10 books, it's now February and you haven't started any, is this still your goal? It's just a little reminder and there's so many apps and things that are available now that really will help with this accountability and to be achievable.
1: Yeah, we can pretty much measure everything and post everything off our measurement apps into social media as well. And I think sometimes it's not just the humble brag when you're posting stuff into social media. Social media can be a really good to- tool to actually make yourself feel accountable. If you've aired your commitment to a goal, you're much more likely due to that kind of sense of wanting to save face, I suppose, Keep get past that awkward part before where where habit hasn't quite formed and it's actually hard work to keep going at it.
0: And hopefully most people have got people on their socials who are really supportive. And, you know, I know when I've got friends who've achieved a marathon or finished a PhD, for instance, it's so lovely to get all these rewarding um, messages from people saying congratulations and keep going.
1: So we'll move on to the R, which is relevant. One of the things with this is make sure your goals, other than just being specific, is it something that actually matters to you? It sounds really like a a no-brainer, but so often we feel like we should do something a lot of the time, and we hear it when we talk to each other, "Is oh, I should get a bit fitter, or I should lose weight, or I should eat better, or I should sleep more, or I should drink more water, I can go on forever, I should work on my mobility rather than just doing bench press. But is it something that is actually important to you and is actually going to enrich your life in some way or help you achieve something?
0: And, you know, it's interesting that when we talk about resolutions, it doesn't have to be something that is uh, amazingly wonderful and spectacular. Um, My friend, after she finished her master's degree, which she'd really had to work hard for during, you know, whilst working full time, her goal for the following year was to watch more Netflix. And uh, that was a very relevant goal. And I've got to say, she nailed it. Uh, She was watching, you know, she went from never knowing anything that was on TV to always being able to talk about the latest movie, the the latest TV series. And sometimes when you've had a year that's been really huge, it's okay to have a resolution like that.
1: Yeah, that's a a great one. I'd like to make that mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so number five we're both going to talk about, and in the actual mnemonic, it's time-based. Um, but we also thought we'd talk about time but we'd also talk about teaming up. So, first of all, time-based. Um, Twelve months is a really long time to decide whether or not you've achieved something or you're on track. So, as part of the time base, maybe set some little interim goals or milestones along the way. So, it, it, let's say our goal for January is to read more books... Then to say, okay, by the end of January, I would like to have read one fictional book and be halfway through a non-fiction book. Um, that way it's not saying, well, in December I'll see if I've done 15 books. It's, it's setting little things up along the way and teaming up with others such as a book club. And look, as part of the Royal Brisbane Hospital here, we have a a walking group. We walk every Monday and Thursday at five o'clock. And it's always interesting to me that at times it's me, you know, you've had a huge day, you're tired, you didn't get a lunch break. Uh, It's coming up 5pm when we're going to do this six kilometre walk and it just all feels too hard. But as soon as the girls start knocking on the door... You know, you're motivated to go, we talk so much, the 6Ks is over before you know it and you always feel better for it. So we know that when you are, are trying to achieve a goal, if you do it with a buddy or you do it with a group, um, I was talking to someone in walking group last night who had a New Year's resolution to do some artwork and they're going to join an art and craft group to keep them accountable, to show up and to make some new friends. So I think that whole teaming up is a really important way of helping to achieve uh, any New Year's resolution or a goal. And
1: you know, I think it's one of those things that, like you said, one goal's come out of another group that's working on the shared goal as well. This stuff is contagious as well. So it's quite motivating and the achievement of a goal can motivate that spillover effect of something else and something else and something else and all of a sudden those little things that just might start with putting on your shoes, lacing them up and getting out the door, that's often the hardest part of it. The other point that maybe loops back to achievable a little bit is setting yourself up for success by those habit nudges. And we kind of might, before we go into your specific goal for the year, Liz, just talk a little bit about those behavioural nudges that we can do to help push ourselves in the right direction. One that's just a really obvious one is wanting to drink more water is having a water bottle at your bedside. And um, as soon as you wake up, taking a a measured dose of water before you drink your coffee. I'm terrible at that. I often realise by 10 a.m. a coffee is the first thing I've drank all day or the only thing I've Jessie, drunk all day. Jessie Spur,
0: tisk tsk, tsk.
1: And other little things like if you're, you have to get up and go to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning and it's winter and it's cold and you don't want to get out of bed, sleep in your gym gear and roll out. Oh, I, I
0: could not do that, Jesse. That.
1: That's lycra, lycra too tight. But I know, like some people do. So there's little things like have everything positioned in space. Eating's another one is Mm. is meal prepping. That's why meal prepping works because it's it it reduces the friction cost of eating healthy. So essentially, there's that hassle of doing it, but that's a commitment, and you're going, I'm going to do my meal prep. But it reduces that friction cost, the abrasion to actually. Getting something each day ready before you go to work because it's there and it's the easy option to take. And we're simple, simple creatures that will take the easiest option.
0: Yeah, look, and I've been on a sandwich diet for a really long time. I bring a sandwich almost every single day to work and it's a healthy sandwich. I don't have to overthink it. On Sunday, when I'm doing my grocery shopping, I know what goes in the trolley. I eat similar sort of sandwich every day, but it takes all the pressure out of it. It means I'm never wandering around a cafe being tempted by other things. So those habit nudges don't have to be something profound. They don't have to be something expensive. And, you know, I find it really interesting with our walking group. A number of people who've shown up for the walking group are worried that they're not going to make the six kilometres. Now, several months down the track, we've had a lot of new people join in the last six months of this year. A number of them are now doing the nine flights of stairs at the hospital two to three times a week. These same people who were concerned they wouldn't be able to do a six-kilometre walk. So it's that encouragement and being able to see that you can achieve things without, you know, having to look gorgeous in your gym gear or... Um, you know wearing branded stuff but they've formed close friendships and so there's been a number of real benefits out of something
1: as simple as a
0: walking group.
1: It's actually taking the active wear that you've bought and making it active.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right so we thought we might talk about a specific goal. So I, I'm i not a huge sleeper, I never have been But this year I, well, in 2023, I really want to make a commitment to at least be in bed 30 minutes earlier. And so taking this, you know, SMART acronym, so the specific thing is rather than say I just want to get more sleep, I'm very clear that I want to get at least 30 minutes extra sleep a night and that I want to be in bed by at least quarter to 11 every night. So I I know that, I'm very clear about it. Um, The way I'm going to measure that is obviously by knowing what time do I get into bed and what time do I get up. I go to the gym every morning at 5am my alarm clock goes off so I can very easily measure how long I've been in bed and for how, you know, like how long I've actually slept for. The accountable and the achievable. I think it is achievable, but one of the ways I'm doing that and creating that habit, habit nudge is that I'm setting an alarm at 10.30 to prompt me to go to bed. Because sometimes, I'm sure lots of people do this, you know, 10.30 comes, I think about it being time to go to bed, but I put on an extra load of washing or I start packing the dishwasher or unpacking the dishwasher. Before I know it, it's getting later and later. So, Being able to do things that are really achievable and accountable. My book club people are going to help me stay on track because I I want to be in bed earlier to read and also my partner Nick has made that same commitment with me so that's going to make it easier to do.
1: Hi I'm Kelly. I'm not the ED staff and my biggest year resolution is passing my OSCE exam next year.
0: R is is it relevant? Um, so, I've survived off not much sleep for a really long time, but I don't think it's good for my health. Everyone keeps telling me it's terrible for my health.
1: You tell everyone else <laughs> that it's bad for their health.
0: I do. And so, I think it's something that would be good for me to role model and to just see if it makes a difference to my overall health and how I feel about the day. I'm a pretty energetic person, but I, yeah, let's see. Let's see what the benefits can be.
1: Hi, I'm Sam, Um, I think when I think of New Year's resolutions, I think I've failed more than I've succeeded with. At the end of the year, um, you know, you've just had Christmas and I'm in a pretty positive place to think about what I can change.
0: The team is uh, time-based and team up and I guess, you know, checking in with myself, by mid-January, how often I've succeeded that, what are the barriers, what are the things that have prevented me from getting into bed and what can I change around my sleep hygiene to, to get me in there on time.
1: Awesome. And so that's that's what we call, a, I suppose, a process-oriented goal because the, the feeling or the outcome, the success from it is going to be a bit harder to measure. So having a strict measure of the the process change, I suppose, is really important. You could l- level up on that, I suppose, and look at some measure of your health that is reasonably related to sleep and looking at, does that change? Have you thought about that at all?
0: Yeah, well, I've been having a lot more headaches normally. So I just want to see what it would be like to get into bed that little bit earlier, uh, to see if that makes a change around headaches etc and I think look the worst comes to us if I don't get to sleep even if I'm in bed earlier you know I'm I'm reading I'm only reading fiction Uh, it's just a another way to wind down I guess. Hello, my name's Kiris. I don't have any New Year's resolutions this year, but I do have several goals. Um, One is to pass second year of medical school. Another is to exercise more for my mental health and to meditate more and to build some healthy relationships with my friends and family.
1: So that's our five things and we'll just recap there we've got our smart principles mnemonic there for goal setting. So we've got specific, measurable, achievable slash accountable, relevant and time-based. So hopefully for all of you guys who are just thinking you might make that resolution that you kind of felt like you should make, you'll change that and flip it on its head and set some goals instead.
0: That sounds great. Great. And to all our listeners, on behalf of Jessie and myself, um, thanks very much for joining us on Five Things Nursing. Please engage with us um, either on email or amongst our social media. And we hope to have you listening along for the rest of the year.
1: The Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital Five Things Nursing podcast acknowledges the Turrbal and Yagara as the First Nations owners of the lands we now tread. We pay respect to their elders, laws, customs and creation spirits. We recognise that these lands have always been places of healing, teaching and learning We also wish to acknowledge the First Nations people of the lands of our global community and encourage our listeners to seek out, listen and learn from the knowledge held in your shared space As well as all major podcast outlets you can find us at 5thingsnursing.podbean.com please also subscribe and give us a rating on your listening platform of choice. This helps others find the podcast. And finally, if you'd like to connect with Liz or myself on Twitter, we can be found at Liz Crow 2. And for me, it's inject underscore orange. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts, ideas, or feedback. Thanks for listening to 5 Things.